0: Hey, it is great to be here to worship with y'all this morning. And, uh, man, that is exactly what we're here to do. So I'm not going to talk a lot about AFCC, but here's what I do want to share. I want to thank you guys because I am not the American Fellowship of Cowboy Churches. I simply work for the churches. I'm here to serve you guys. But, guys, I want you to hear this. You are the American Fellowship of Cowboy Churches. You and about 200 other cowboy churches across the United States yeah and because of you because of your faithfulness we are better together and we are bringing unity back to this fellowship and we're going to work together to impact the united states and hopefully beyond that um i hope i'm not around but i hope some of these younger guys are a part of this organization this fellowship when it becomes the united world fellowship of cowboy churches but uh I'm pretty comfortable in the United States right now. So anyway, let's get into God's Word this morning. Man, um, I, I don't know. For the last several years, God has had Jeremy and I both on, on this this mission of, of preaching to the remnant, all right? Preaching to the body of Christ. Now, that's not to say that we haven't been doing evangelism, that we're not trying to present the gospel to the lost, because, guys, that's what every one of us in this building Is called to do if you are sitting in this building today and you remember a time you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life then God has called every one of us to share the gospel to share your story to present the word to our family to our co-workers our neighbors our community to our world it's not the preacher's job not Nathan's job alone to share the gospel it's all of our job but but there comes a point where I believe that as as a family Man, as Paul said, we have to examine ourselves and see where we're at in the faith. We have to examine ourselves as a church fellowship and see where we're at and if we're doing what God has called us to do. And man, if we step back and we look at the world we live in today, guys, the church is broken. It is broken. There is disunity in the body of Christ. There is disunity because of man-made stuff with denominations and all of this other garbage that we have tried to filter into god's word instead of going back to god's word and looking specifically at it so my prayer this morning is simply this that that we will leave here better than when we got here because we are willing to dig deeper into god's word i was telling billy earlier i I, just my way of preparing a message is i usually write out my notes and and i've got all that kind of so it kind of keeps me on track because i'm known to get on rabbit trails and Pig trails and squirrel trails and all that other stuff. And, and this morning as I'm reading in Scripture, and we're going to be in Acts chapters 3, 4, and 5. And some of you thinking, holy smokes, 3, 4, and 5. I'm not going to read it all, so you'll make it to lunch on time, I promise. But, but I, I'm not a, a, a clock, walk, clock watcher anyway, but, but we're going to get there in a minute. But uh, guys, I want you to understand this morning, there's a simple thing that, that I hope you take away from today. And we'll talk more about it throughout this, but I want you to remember these three letters, S-F-T. You got it? Somebody tell me you got it. What, what letters did I just say? S-F-T, because that is important to, to this whole topic this morning. But before we dig into God's word this morning, let's pray. Father, we love you. And God, you are holy. And God, I pray today, Lord, that you just speak through your words, God, that your Holy Spirit just touches the heart of men and women today. God, I do pray that we are better when we leave than when we got here. But God, we're not as good today as we're going to be tomorrow as we dig deeper into your word, as we trust you more. God, as we feel you more, as we see you more. Father, we love you. Lord, I thank you You've brought us together to fellowship today. But, Lord, most importantly, Father, we thank you for grace. And, Lord, we ask for your mercy. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So I, I, I always get a little nervous when when I think about this message. Um, I grew up in, in a Baptist church in Greenville, Texas. Um, Dad was chairman of the deacons, on the deacons for years. Mom did. For, for the Baptisty people in here, you'll understand these things. But mom was in WMU uh all of that other stuff that goes with the baptist life and and i was at church sunday morning sunday night wednesday night and usually another night during the week so i grew up in that deal but i i I remember those hymns and man it was so cool last night and again y'all have an incredible worship team up here they're killing it up here awesome but as they were singing those hymns i always had these panic attacks that maybe they were going to sing the song that i'm going to preach about today because there was a song, and you will remember this song, I Surrender All. Now, I cannot sing. If I was to sing, we'd have to shut this service down real quick because y'all would be running out the doors. But but that song, I remember him singing it all the time. It seemed like every at least twice a month, the, the choir director would do that song, I Surrender All. And, and as I thought about that song, especially as I get older, man, I got to be honest with you. I don't like that song and here's why because when you think of surrender he's the one that brought up the Alamo right and we got defeated but you think about what does surrender mean to you give up it means I Kings X white flag all that stuff in my part of the world we'd holler you know holler calf rope Uh, but surrender means we give up so here's what I want to challenge us today is instead of thinking about that song about I surrender all, what if you just said, I'm going to go all in? Now, some of you are laughing out there because I know you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been playing Texas Hold'em, right? And you know what it means to go all in, but I'm telling you, we're not talking about the poker game. We're talking about instead of surrender, we're talking about total commitment to God. Last night I shared with the men, man, so many times we talk about in church setting about witnessing to people, and we go to someone and say, don't you want to make Jesus Savior of your life? And there are a lot of people that make Jesus their Savior, but they don't make Jesus Lord of their life. And see, when we make Jesus Lord of our life, then we are totally committed. I love, I, I was reading this devotional on my phone app, and it the title of the devotion was called true spirituality and it says this says surrender focuses on what we're giving up it sounds like all cost and no benefit total commitment is a reevaluation of what's important where we realize who god is what he has done for us and what he is calling us to do again i shared those letters sft i want you to think about them acts chapter 3 man this is a long story and and i'm going to be reading Uh, verses out of the esv this morning but i challenge you whatever translation you're reading pick up your bible sometime this afternoon this week and read acts chapters 3 4 and 5 because i'm telling you this is good stuff if you're paying for netflix or Roku or amazon prime or all that stuff get rid of that junk just pick up this book because i'm telling you there's some saucy stuff in this thing there is some good entertainment in here there is truth in here when you start reading this you'll quit watching movies and say man I want to read more about that because that's a bestseller right there that's no lie it is a bestseller always has been Acts chapter 3 if you've got there verse 1 it says now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour and a man lame from birth was being carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms to ask for money for those entering the temple verse 3 Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive money from them, rest, asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, look at us. You see, those letters I gave you, the, the SFT, the first thing I want you to understand this morning is we have to come to a point where we see God. Right. now now this lame man is not looking at god he's looking at men that are called by god that are serving the lord but the first action in that was for him to see them but then there was another action it was for peter and john to see him i, I you know there's so much in this passage here because of the looks because we have got to see jesus this morning and some of you are looking at me well how can we do that he you know he ascended guys, we can see Jesus because Romans chapter 1 says that if we look around, you can see the wonders of God. Have you ever seen the wonders of God? I'm looking at it right now, church. This is a wonder of God that people are coming, and we have the freedom to come and worship together. Peter and John are at the temple. They see this lame man, and he says, look at us. Then he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I want you to catch this this morning. Peter and John are being obedient to God, and that's what the Lord is calling every one of us to do in this room. And you all have a gift, you have a talent, you have something that you can offer to the Lord To serve him I tell folks all the time this at riding the river right some people are called to preach some are called to teach some are called to pray some are called to cook briskets and serve coffee some are called to work with the children God help those people I don't know why they do that why would anybody volunteer to be in children's ministry I don't understand that I'm not wiping somebody else's kids butt by the way all right sorry see I told y'all get on pig trails but. As we read this, we see that God has called every one of us to do something. I tell folks that ride in the river this all the time. Maybe God's calling you to serve. Maybe God is calling you to sit in the second row, in the sixth seat, in the left center section of a church and worship him and just be there every Sunday to love on people. You see, if that person's not in their seat and not fulfilling their calling, then we as a body suffer. And people see that person there and they listen to that person just as you watch Nathan up here on the stage on this this deal preaching there are people that you recognize in this body of believers that they're impacting the kingdom and you see them, and you see God working through them and you see how God is using them and that encourages us and motivates us to be stronger in the word to do more for the word now please hear me You cannot earn your salvation. So, sitting in that chair or working in children's ministry or working in the arena ministry or the cook team is not going to draw you better or better place into heaven. What it's going to do is make you more faithful for the grace that you have received. It is going to grow you in the Lord. As Peter and John are in this story, man, they reach out and they simply say these words as we don't have anything, but what we do have, we give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk the man took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong if we keep jumping down we get to verse 9 and it says and all the people saw him walking and praising God you notice something common in this passage so far a man that's lame from birth sees Peter and John he sees something They look down and they see him looking at them and they see him. And because of those two things happening, because he saw them and they saw him, it says here in verse 9, and the people saw him walking. More people seeing, right? So you get where I'm going with this. If we are obedient to what God's called us to do, if we are faithfully serving where God's called us to be, people see that and their lives are changed people see what you're doing for the kingdom if we keep reading this we jump down to verse 11 and it says while he clung to peter and john all the people utterly astounded ran together to them in the portico called solomon's and when peter saw saw it he addressed the people men of israel why do you wonder at this and why do you stare at us as though by our own power or piety we have made him walk Man, there is so much in that passage of Scripture we could have spent the entire morning just preaching that passage right there because it is through the power of Jesus Christ that that man was healed. It is through the power of Jesus Christ and the faithfulness of people called and because first step, they saw each other. Guys, you remember those simple letters, see it, S-F-T, see it. This morning my prayer is that you see it peter and john gave all that they had they saw a need a lame man saw an opportunity and because of that opportunity and because there was vision because there was sight in that a man was healed if we keep going through this stuff and i'm telling you we're racing through acts two uh, three four and five in verse 16 and it says in his name by faith and his name by faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know, and the faith that is through Jesus has given this man his perfect health in the presence of you all. Now, I want to tell you this, all right, I, I'm not one of these pastors that that believes in all this kumbaya, touchy-feely stuff, and actually, as we, we've we been doing the youth camps now through AFCC for 18 years, and one of the things that used to drive me nuts, I like I said, I grew up in churches, I would go to church camps, and, and this probably happened in some of your churches growing up the choir director would get up and he would start singing just as I am and he would sing just as I am until somebody got just out of their seat and got just up to the stage and then said we've had just enough of this am I right I mean they go on and on but here's the danger in in some way some of that stuff is done and in youth camp I saw this happening with teenagers the Lord starts speaking through his Holy Spirit to some kid, and they are having a genuine Holy Spirit moment, a come-to-Jesus moment. The Lord is speaking through his word to them, and they get out of their seat, and they want to go and, per- and talk to someone. And then all of a sudden, because of the feeling in the room, we've got 65 people at the stage that don't have a clue why they're at the stage because it was all based on feeling and emotion. But i want you to see the picture in this story in the book of acts is the apostle say right here by faith in his name has made this man strong whom you see and know and the faith that is through jesus has given this man perfect health in the presence of you all now i just said it drives me nuts when people do that whole feeling, emotional, touchy-feely stuff and all that stuff. I want people to have a genuine experience with God. I want people to feel the Lord. And, guys, feeling is a part of it. That's the way God designed us. He designed us to have feelings. And some of you get your feelings hurt way too easy. Amen? See, I can go back to Texas. I can say that. If he said that, y'all are going to be mad at him all day long. He's going to get hate mail. I'm not even going to give you my email address. So, No, I will i i get hate me all the time but but i want you to see this not only do we see what god is doing but god there guys there is a feeling through this and i believe what they're saying in here is through this faith that this man not only saw us not only saw that there was an opportunity out there he felt the presence of the lord through these men he felt the 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 spiritualness of these guys. Now I'm going to tell you they were broken guys just like us. Peter and John, man, we could talk about Peter. Peter, you talk about a, a man that Jesus said I'm going to build my church on this guy. And, and I loved old Peter, man. What when things got tough? What Peter do? He drew a sword out and cut a sucker's ear off right there in the garden when they're arresting Jesus, man. Peter had grit. I love that, but Peter was broken too. But God used him, and a lame man saw lord working through him and that man felt it he felt the lord speaking to his heart so not only is it important that we see this morning but it is important that we feel the presence of god now i'm not going to tell you we there's going to be this magical oracle stuff and it and if, if somebody tells you that guys they're lying because that feeling is inside let me tell you this when when how many of you are married in here a lot of you some of you maybe you have kids you, you love your kids you can feel when your wife is upset guys yeah I see you laughing wives because you know your husband runs to the barn he knows when mama's upset I can feel something in this room I got to get away somebody call Southwest You know I I can tell you in my marriage when my bride is upset I'm down at the horse barn with the dogs the cat won't even stay in there he she feels it guys but but that's the way it is when the Lord starts working in our hearts and starts working in our minds is not only do we see him through his word through other people through worship we feel his presence that's where we're at in this story is these apostles, this lame man is failing him. We jump over to chapter 4. As they were speaking to the people, this says Peter and John, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening but many of those who had heard the word believed and the number of the men came the number of the men came to about five thousand i want to stop there just a minute because if you think about my role is not important what i'm doing for the kingdom is not important here's a man that's lame and he saw two other guys coming through a gate and he saw an opportunity And they looked at him and saw an opportunity to share the gospel. And they shared about Jesus with this lame guy. That guy felt the Holy Spirit stirring in his heart. And because of that one action, it says about 5,000 came to the Lord. Let me tell you, your role, your role in the body of Christ is important. Now, if you're here just to serve the church with a little c, meaning Thousand Hills, I want you to comprehend that you have a greater mission to be a part of the body of Christ with a big C, the church with a big C this morning. And through that, we can turn America back to where it should be, back to the Lord. We can turn our local communities. Guys, it starts in our household where our family becomes to trust in the Lord. If we keep going through this story we see and when they had set when they had set peter and john in the midst they inquired by what power and by what name did you do this then peter filled with the holy spirit said to them rulers of the people and elders if we are being examined today concerning a good deed done to a crippled man by what means this man has been healed let it be known to all of you and to all of the people of israel That by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, who God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you. This Jesus is a stone that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Now when they saw the boldness of John, Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated common men, and they were astonished. They recognized that they had been that they had been with Jesus, but seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say to the opposition. I, I want you to, to think about that point in just a minute, because not only did Peter and John see a man, not only did a lame man see them, not only did that lame man feel the Holy Spirit Healing his body, not only did Peter and John feel the need of that man that's lame, their trust was in God alone. You're starting to see the picture of SFT. You see, guys, we have to come to a point in our walk with the Lord where we see Jesus, we feel Jesus, but then the most difficult thing for us to do, especially as men, is to completely trust jesus through this story we see a picture of men that saw the lord they saw opportunity to serve the lord they felt a calling but most importantly they trusted him how many of uh last night i don't know if he was making fun of me but uh uh i do play golf every now and then anybody else in here play golf are you gonna admit it hey there's one bold guy right there i i do play golf occasionally and and people give me a lot of you know what about that but let me tell you who i play golf with i play golf with a guy that won salinas went to the nfr three times as a bull rider he is a bona fide cowboy bull rider he right now he's a number three roper down in our part of the country he's a cowboy uh, a lot more cowboy than i'll ever be the other guy uh, rode professional bulls for a long time so these guys man they're bona fide and, and i play with them and we have a great time and one of them tries to wear his cowboy boots on the golf course and we get kicked off of a lot of golf courses that's a whole nother message but but these guys challenged me a few years ago because i i've used a lot of lonesome dove analogies over the years and sermons and man i'm sure some of you're thinking about gus and you're kind of getting sad all that stuff but they challenged me to watch this movie called seven days in utopia and it's a golf movie and i'm thought i'm not watching that and they said well robert duval's one of the stars in it okay i'll watch that so, I, I watched this movie, Seven Days in Utopia, and, and yes, it is a golf movie. The coolest thing ever is Robert Duvall manages this little nine-hole golf course, and when he comes out to check on this guy that he's mentoring named Luke, he rides horseback out to the first tee box. How cool is that? Now, I'm going to tell you, I tried to put a set of golf clubs on my horse. Bad idea. Don't, don't, don't do that. Rent a golf cart. A whole lot better deal. But in this movie... This is how I want you to think about this SFT this morning. In the movie, there's two main characters. There's Johnny and Luke, and Johnny is the character played by Robert Duvall. And, and, And through this stuff, Johnny, Robert Duvall, is trying to help Luke, who has had a total meltdown on a golf course, blown up, just life is wrecked out. He's trying to mentor him back into the game of golf and they go out to one of these golf holes all right and man i should have brought these clips because it's so powerful he goes to to a golf hole and there's a great big oak tree where they're standing between him and the flag i guess you got to understand golf the tee box i mean the the green up there And, and robert duvall tells this guy he says he says luke i want you to paint your shot and there's a there's a blank canvas on an easel out there and there's some paints up there and of course luke looks at him and he says Dude, I came to play golf. You have lost your mind. Some of you are looking at me the same way that he was looking at Luke right now. You think, where in the heck are you going with this thing? So uh, but he said, I want you to paint your shot. And then he walks away. Well, when he comes back a few hours later, man, this there's Luke has painted this picture of this tree. You see the green back there, and there's a red line showing where that ball flight is gonna go to the green. And Robert Duvall's character, he says, now what did you do? He said, well, I had to stand here and I had to see where that ball was going to go. But then I stood and I, I, I thought about what it's going to feel like to hit that shot. And, of course, from golf analogy, he said, I'm going to hit a nice slow fade and it's going to go around that tree. And then I saw it rolling up on the green. And he said, man, that's great, but what do you do with that? He said, man, I don't know. And Johnny tells him, he says, you saw it. You felt it in your heart what you were supposed to do. Now you got to trust it. Now you got to trust it. You see what Johnny was teaching Luke in there is something that pastors need to be teaching people in their pulpits all the time. Is guys, we preach God's word and we see God's word and you hear God's word. You feel God's word. But how many of us trust God's word? How many of us put our whole trust in? In that to the point where we see somebody walking up and we ask them for help and then we see that person with help and we trust God enough to share the gospel with them I want to read just something from that book in this book this is pages 136 and 37 of seven days in utopia this is the word that said I could hear the voice of God whisper my name in the deafening silence I noticed the true work of his artist hand as I took in the landscape as a new creature the scales fell off of my eyes revealing his handprint on everything I saw a miracle was taking place and had nothing to do with the recovery shot to the green the buried lies in my heart were being replaced by a flood of truth it was like cool summer rains bringing life and hope where the drought had ravaged the terrain a transformation was taking place that cannot be put into words. A dry spring was beginning to flow. Johnny's parting words loomed as the only choice. To rid the soul of buried lies, there is only one hope. To see Jesus' face, to feel Jesus' presence, to trust Jesus' love, love. Trust Jesus' love. Guys, here's my challenge to you this morning. Go back and read Acts three four and five because in that scripture in those passages you're going to see the power of a God that loves you so much that he sent his son to die on the cross for you you're going to feel the love of Jesus Christ through these men and through this story and I believe we're going to learn to trust God more and give him more control of everything I'm not asking you this morning to surrender. I'm not asking you to give up. What I'm asking you is to step up, to lean in, and trust him enough to let him lead your life, to guide your life. I'm not preaching a prosperity message here because I believe that's bull. What I'm preaching is when you give God complete control of your life, no matter what happens in life, prosperity or failure, you're going to love him more because his grace is sufficient. His grace is enough. I want to close with these verses, Matthew 5, 8. Matthew 5, 8, Jesus says these words. He says, blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I don't know about you guys, but I pray that God gives me a pure heart because I would love to see his face today. Amen blessed are the pure in heart for they will see it then we look at at acts chapter 17 verses 27 and 26 through 28 acts chapter 17 26 through 28 and he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him yet he is actually not far from each one of us and there's so much meat in that passage right there that God allotted periods of time and boundaries it is no coincidence that you are living in the area that you're living in it is no coincidence that God has put you here today it is for a purpose so that others may feel God and that you may feel God not only will we see God and feel God but we get to Psalms 13 but I've trusted in your steadfast love my heart shall rejoice in your salvation Psalms 31 14 but I trust in you O Lord I say you are my God here's a question for you today I don't want to answer out loud I want you to ask yourself I mentioned the very beginning of this examine yourself See where you're at in the faith. Hopefully you talk about that every time you do communion. Today, I want you to examine yourself and see where you are in the faith. Can you remember a time you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Can you remember a time that you came boldly before the throne of God and said, God, here I am, Jeff Bishop, sinner. And Lord, I need you not only made him savior, but can you remember that time where you surrendered your life and went all in and you began to trust him? You began to feel his presence in your life and you began to see the miracles that he's doing in your life. Do you remember that time? Guys, I don't want you to leave here today if you don't know that you know where you're going to spend eternity. I don't leave here today if you have questions about what it means to trust him And i'm going to be dead honest with you guys it is tough sometimes to trust god with everything we have but i'm going to tell you there is no better way to find the completeness the fulfillment the fullness of a relationship with jesus christ than to completely trust him let's pray father i thank you for your word today god i pray through this story in the acts lord through the, the things of Peter and John, Lord, through a lame man, God, that others come to know you as Lord and Savior today. God, I pray today, Lord, that you would just give us the ability to see you, to see your presence, to see your work, to see what you've called us to do. God, that we would feel it through your word. God, that we would be obedient enough to listen to your word, to study your word. God, not just that, but, Lord, today that we would completely be all in, totally committed, and trusting you. Father, we love you. God, I thank you for each person in this building, Lord, their calling, Lord, their, their uniqueness, their ministry that you bring have given them, and, Lord, that they bring. God, I pray as we leave here today, God, that you would just present some opportunity for us today. Lord, to share the gospel. Father, for those in this room today that, Lord, maybe they're struggling and they they don't know where they're going to spend eternity. They, They don't even understand about this Jesus stuff. God, I pray for clarity for them that they would see with your eyes and hear with your ears. God, be bold enough to speak to you. Father, we love you. Lord, I thank you for saving a messed up sinner like me. Lord, I thank you for your grace. Lord, we ask for your mercy. It's in Jesus' name. God's people said, amen.